obviously, you know, you make tough decisions at the end of the season and uh, you evaluate as a head coach, you evaluate a lot of different things and, um, you know, made some tough, tough moves, tough decisions. Appreciate what those guys have did for me and, and for the Jaguars the last two years. And and then, and then it, my focus was, you know, to get the next next group of guys in there. We've got a lot of work to do this offseason. You know, I had a meeting with Kelvin uh, the other day in my office. I had a great talk with Kelvin. Know exactly where he's at, and, and he knows where we're at. So we're just going to continue to work with all these players and try to come to some, some form of compromise, some form of resolution as, as the weeks go on. 10XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today. Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and Dylan Denmark. Good morning, everyone, as we get rolling here on a Friday edition of Jaguars Today. Already messed up the month by not starting the the month with Rabbit Rabbit here on the air. We have a tradition of the uh, first sound on the air, if we can remember to, being Rabbit Rabbit. Some kind of luck thing that Dempsey told me about, Tommy. Yeah, I don't know about the rabbit rabbits. I don't know what it actually means. I just know that it's in my head now. Okay. The calendar changes over to a new month. Right. The first thing you should say is rabbit rabbit. It's supposed to be when you wake up. Okay. Right? It's like you wake up. After the leap day? It doesn't even matter the leap year. It's whatever month. Oh, really? It's it's all 12 months. First day of the month, rabbit rabbit. First day of the month, rabbit rabbit. Supposed to give you good luck. Okay. Throughout that Like month. a rabbit's tail? Yeah. yeah. And not a bad... A rabbit's foot, not yeah. a tail. Not a bad <laughs> month for good luck for the I Jaguars. The foot. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> Josh Allen, the contract could come to a head here during this month. It could. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Better. if anyone... One, one way or the, the other, right? Right. The great expectation is that they'll get the long-term deal done with them or not. Calvin Ridley, certainly that could be clarified here during yeah. uh, the month. Uh, with the Jaguars, you got the combine going on right now, yeah. and you know I was just looking at the schedule for the combine as the quarterbacks are on the field tomorrow. Defensive backs, tight ends today, yeah. and I look at quarterbacks on the field tomorrow, and I'm like, man, it's a relief to not have to care. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like to just have a guy that at least for another couple of years, yeah. right? Even if you're one of the people that's down on Trevor Lawrence right now, at least for the next couple of years, you're not looking at combine draft stuff saying. Ooh, well, when did they have to start thinking I'll about it? I'll tell you it? what, if I'm looking at Caleb Williams after hearing, you know, hey, no medical records, <laughs> uh, no medical tests, you're not examining me, not all, you're not all going to poke and prod me. Like, what is going on, brother? Like, you look, I, you know what? If you shove it so far up that, you know what, they start believing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, somebody is giving that kid, uh, look, he's still going to go high. He's still going to wow him at his pro day. You know that, but. I don't know. I, I'm hearing more and more stuff. He's turning me off more and more. I saw someone reacting to that yeah. this morning. And, look, I don't follow the NBA draft process at all. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just I'm not all that interested in the NBA. I'm certainly not paying all that much attention to the NBA draft. But apparently it's not uncommon for players in the NBA draft to only do medical for whatever teams they might actually get drafted mm-hmm. by, right? Like, that's not uncommon. It's not the way the NFL has yeah. typically worked. And maybe Caleb is just trying to say, look, there's two, three teams maybe that might have a chance to come get me. Yeah. I'll do medical for them. You know, I don't care about or, the whole league getting it. I, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Generally speaking, it's like, just do it. 
What right? a, what about maybe he's got something to hide? Maybe Could there's a tiny, tiny tear somewhere that he doesn't want the right. world to know because he knows what happens. You create the question yeah. about whether or not that exists by not doing the medical. I would. I'd wonder what's going on, you know. But, you know, look, I got I got nothing against the kid. I know he, he, he's got tremendous physical talent, but as we all know, it takes more than just sure. that kind of talent. So. Sure. And it does feel similar to me in some ways to Trevor Lawrence was the presumed to be number one overall pick for two years. Yep. Right? Like, it was basically when he got on campus at Clemson, it was like, this guy's probably going to be the number one pick. And then you saw him play at Clemson. It's like, this guy's going to be the number one pick. Like, when it happens for him, he's going to be the number one pick. So it was too close to three years where that was the assumption for Trevor Lawrence. Well, Caleb, that's been the assumption now for two years. Sure. Right, he's going to be the number one pick, and it does feel like we're to the point in the draft process of, well, maybe not. Like there right. was a little bit of that with Trevor. Yep. I never bought any of it, yep. but there was a little bit of that with Zach. With yeah. Trevor, it's like some people are saying, I actually think Zach's going to be the better pro than Trevor Lawrence. I was like, that's yep. crazy. Yep. Like if you were going to pick another quarterback in that draft class to be better, I thought it would be Fields. Yeah. Right. For me, yeah. throughout the entire process, I was shocked when he wasn't the second quarterback taken off the board. But Caleb's in the middle of that cycle right now. Yeah. Of draft people and people around the sport that are saying, you know what, maybe, maybe not as the number one guy. Yeah. I think it's different with Caleb Williams than it is with Trevor Lawrence. Right. I do think it's different, but the process yeah. feels similar to what we saw with Trevor just a Well, few years one thing ago. about Trev is he's not a diva at all. He no, doesn't no, no. showcase that at None all. It never questions. did. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Caleb might be a little bit of a diva, which, uh, you know, look, if you perform on Sunday greatly, then you can be pretty mm-hmm. much whatever you want. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, he, he's, look, he's probably going to be the first. I, I don't think I'd. Pick it. I wouldn't pick Jaden Daniels over him yet. Okay. You know, like that's yeah. not in my mindset, but it does throw me off. Now here in today's day and age, Tone, how do you know this isn't like a setup? Like I don't like the Bears. You know, there's been rumors he doesn't want to go to the Bears. He doesn't want. He'd like to maybe go somewhere else. Maybe there's another. You know, who knows? Yeah. In today's day and age, you know, because you put that out there. Guess what? Not only every sports station in the world is talking about it. Every executive office in the NFL is talking about mm-hmm. it. What's up with this kid? Everyone's like, who's this kid think he <laughs> Seriously. You know, they're like, what's going on? Why can't yeah. we check him out? We wanna, what has he got to hide? Right? That's yeah. one of their first reactions. But maybe that's all part of the plan. And in today's, uh, you know, day and age, you know, who, who knows? Yeah. Could be. Well, that was certainly part Could of it, too, plan. with Trevor Lawrence. Right? Like, there were people that were saying, why would he settle for going to Jacksonville when he could get to New York? Right, yeah. there were people who had those kind, yeah. and I was like, "Well, because he's from Georgia." <laughs> well, the next time that you see a player that is in that kind of position, yeah. that the reality is that they do right, like it happens, it works out where yeah. they do do what John Elway did, yeah. or they do what Eli Manning did, yeah. right? Absolutely. And those are Steve the two, Young. right? Those yeah. are the examples of that's how often it has happened, yeah. Right at the top end of the draft, where a guy said, "No." Nah, it's not really where I'm comfortable going, where they actually don't go. Yeah. If if it happens with Caleb, we can all react to it. Like, yeah. I don't need to anticipate he might not want to go to Chicago. Yeah. Like, that'll all play out if it's going to play out. I don't expect – I'll be surprised the next time someone does it. Yeah. I'll be a little bit less surprised given the money they can now get while they're playing in college. Yeah. 
right? Because they might be able to, they might just have a team that wins the lottery, yeah. basically in the draft to be the number one pick. And they say, you know what? I can make a couple million dollars coming back to school for yeah. another year. Yeah. I might, there might be someone eventually who does it that way. Yeah. But I'll be surprised the next time anyone just says, I'm not playing for that well, organization. Some people feel that's infiltrated the, the later round, the prospects in the later rounds. They're for like, sure I'm, it has. I'm staying in school. Why well, would, that's, I, why that's would why, I go there? I can stay here and yeah. make more money. I well, can. that's why there's so many fewer underclassmen in the draft. Yeah. Right? right. And it's going to, it's not going to affect day one and two yeah. of the draft that there's no, fewer right. underclass. It's yeah, going to yeah. affect day three. three yeah. Right? Because the, the depth, the yeah. back end of the draft class just isn't what it usually no, would be. Absolutely. You know, four or five years ago, and teams yeah. have to figure out how to adjust this, all if that. If you're Chicago, now here's an interesting thing. Like, the, does this deter Chicago from maybe even, you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you think Chicago does? I mean, you're hearing fields to Atlanta. Yeah. You're hearing, I saw fields to Pittsburgh early this morning. Like, yeah. so that's an interesting one. I mean, look, I, I'm not here, but if, I, if I'm questioning my QB somewhere, I would, I would take Justin Fields yeah. if they're gonna. They're I think, gonna let him go. Or, I think they trade. trade Fields and they draft Williams. Do you really? Yeah, I, I think that's what they're gonna wind up doing. I yeah. think it's hard to be in the position they're in, and knowing that you have the eighth pick too. It's yeah. not like you're dropping out. No, you know? right. Like you got another opportunity to get a premier player. Yeah. Right there in the top ten. So I I think that the overwhelming possibility. Okay. Even with all the conversation we just had about Caleb Williams, like yeah. I do think he's still considered a great prospect yeah right at the position and it's not that I don't think fields could be great because I still do I still do think fields I think could, he be, could be very good right. I don't know about great but he can win for you yeah I think they They're made a mistake you. for the first half of last season for whatever reason not letting him run I don't yeah, know why they limited that with Justin Fields last um, year in Chicago dumb. they finally let him go yep. a little bit in the yep. second half of the season he played yep. really well he's a weapon yeah the back half of the year last year so I think yep. The eventuality is they're going to trade him. The way they talked about it this week at the Combine, yeah. with the GM and coach up there, it made it sound like they didn't say we're going to trade him, but they did say if we trade him, we're going to get it done quick. Right. Right? Like right. for kind of for Justin's sake, it was yeah. always, oh, we're going to get it done quick, let him get wherever he's going to be next, and yep. we'll get ready for, they didn't say just, it, but Caleb. Just think of in a young GM's career, like in Ryan Poles' career, who's a Boston College graduate, by the way. I've never mm -hmm. met him before, but I know he played O-line there. Uh, what a decision to make. Yeah. Because if you're wrong, for you know, you're probably done if it don't work out. That's, you know what I mean? That's how that works. And uh, you know how the media will be. They'll be like, we had fields. Why'd you take a risk? And this yeah. kid does. Because the only thing I look, you know, physically the kid's got it all. But I, I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I'd want to sit him in a room, Caleb Williams, <laughs> and figure out that he's mentally strong enough to be my my starting quarterback yeah. in the city of Chicago. Yeah, at least he's in Indianapolis to meet with teams. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, and yeah. and that process can really get going, yeah. and you'll have an opportunity to do that again at the pro day, and then whatever teams get him in house, yeah. you know, for the their thirty visits, right, like yeah. that kind of thing. And if you're picking in the top five of the draft, why wouldn't Caleb Williams be one of your visits? Yeah, right. Like oh, yeah. It, it wouldn't make any sense for him not right. to be. I'm sure for the medical, like you'd rather have an idea. Like, can we just look at the records? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So when we do come in, we can just check yeah. you out instead. It's not of that we start. expect anything bad, but yeah. we want to know, yeah. right? Like, it's it's an information He'll thing. He'll give you the records when, 
you go, yeah. right? So yeah. if you're fortunate enough to have Caleb Williams visit your organization, <laughs> he'll allow you access to his medical records. And we'll continue right. to talk combine throughout the show today, Tommy, with the on-field workouts beginning yeah. yesterday. Some guys really uh, opening Whew. some eyes up yeah. there. We'll get into all of that as we go through the show today. Dylan, what's going on today, man? You good? Yeah, I just got uh, this show in XL Primetime, and then uh, I got the rest of the afternoon off, too. I don't know Uh-oh. what I'm going to do. Oh, there so, you go. I don't know if I'll oh. be uh, at a bar tonight or <laughs> I don't know. If I might just take a nap, I don't know yet. Well, you know, naps are good, too. Yeah, I think I'm going out tonight. Oh. Yeah, my wife and Two nights in a row. Are, uh, huh? They're up at Savannah. You know, I went home right away after. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> and my oldest, who lives with us, uh, my Avery Ann, she was a big part of the show last night with Adaptive Jacks, helping out uh, the J Fund. And mm-hmm. I was like, you want to go get a, a And I was like, nah, let's save it for tomorrow. <laughs> so tonight we're going to go have some fun for there a little go. while. There yeah. you go. Yeah, uh, we have the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day today, asking, assuming the starting five for the Jaguars to be Cam Robinson, Ezra Cleveland, Luke Fortner, Brandon Sheriff, and Anton Harrison, for the purposes of this question, how many new Starting offensive lineman, do you expect the Jaguars to have in twenty twenty four? Your options in the poll: zero, one, two, or three to five. Okay. Uh, so we'll get into that. Give our opinions on that as we go throughout the show. We had a couple of questions that we asked this week, Tommy. That I'm very interested to get your reactions All right, to cool. Uh, cool. today as well as we Pop get rolling. Quiz, we will focus in on the NFL Combine. What happened up there yesterday and earlier this week? We'll get your reaction to. Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke, when they speak, we listen. But do they say anything? We'll get that reaction <laughs> as we continue along. It's a Friday edition of Jaguars Today here on 1010XL. Mac in the Middle, Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Tony Smith, Tom McManus. Dylan Denmark here with you. Friday edition of Jaguars Today here on 1010XL. Mike Dempsey on assignment after being out at the J-Fund last night. Yeah, Yeah, he told me last night that uh, he was going on assignment. I was like, I love last minute uh, advances. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, man, it's great. It was a great event. Great to see him and his wife, and they're there every year, so it's it's awesome, man. Really cool. He'll be back on Monday. Just yeah. taking the one day off yeah. to recuperate. From so, you know, the event the was out in the stadium. I did. I yeah. heard. Yeah. And the uh, sponsor uh, uh, hour, half hour, was inside the locker room. Cool. It yeah, was he, so cool. I saw he took a picture of Trevor's so locker cool. room. Yeah, yeah, Trevor's. And then they had a locker for Jay. Jay mm-hmm. McGillis. They that's, had his BC cool. jerseys, helmet, you know. Yeah. So cool. Uh, great to see all the guys, you know, Baselli and Logs and Pete Mitchell and uh, Jeff Cobb came out. He was mm-hmm. working, you know, for the sheriff's uh, office. Don Davey was there. So it was great, man. Great. I actually met the uh, assistant secondary coach oh? that uh, Ryan Nielsen brought from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice young young couple, him and his wife. And uh, I liked him. He was mm-hmm. cool. I can't remember his name. I, I It was <laughs> later in the evening. But uh, really nice uh, young guy. And and uh, I told him, I said, you know, I, I – I, I sensed some accountability coming, and he just smiled. He's like, oh, yeah. I said, good. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. So, uh, but, yeah, great, great event. Uh, Mike Gray? Is that the name? He, was he looking? You got a picture of I him? I do not, Okay. No. Yeah. It might but be. But he did. Yeah. 
Uh, he was with him in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, younger guy maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, nice kid or young man. And uh, he he's from here. Yeah, he went to Creekside or something like that. That's uh-huh. right. He's from Jacksonville. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see, man. I like hearing that accountability mm-hmm. stuff, though, Tone. You know, no doubt. You know how I am about that. But, yeah. Uh, and, you, you know, it's in today's game, as we've discussed over and over, it's as much on the players like that. When you talk about culture in an NFL locker room, I think accountability is culture, yeah. right? Like, oh I, yeah, like that's Absolutely. what that is. Like, yeah. the coaches can't do all that legwork. That's got to right. be the guy next to you has to keep you accountable yep. to the whole room of guys. And yep. when that starts slipping, then everything starts slipping for my uh, my linebacker coach would always say, "He's like, don't brother-in-law each other. Don't don't say it's okay." Mm-hmm. You know, don't because then you'll get that habit. You'll be like, ah, it's, it's okay. Like the whole my bad, you know, era when that, well, everyone knew it was your bad. Yeah. We saw it. <laughs> but that was a way to like feel okay about a yeah. bad play. Coach just showed it five times. Yeah. Like, yeah, we know it's your yeah, bad. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, we know. We already saw it. We saw it the first time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it is. And it's not like. You got to have guys going around being the police, you know, and yelling at you, stuff like that. But no. just talking to each other, like, man, that's not good. Come on. We know we got to. I mean, I know this. I, I can recall our defensive linemen, even in practice, like, if you weren't in your gap on a run fit, they'd be turning around, being like, where in the hell are you at? Like, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, oh, you know, I better be. Yeah. You know, this. And it was good because, you you know, that's, hey, they're in their gap. They're doing their job. And you better be in your, you know what, gap. Yeah. Or you're, we're going to have trouble. So yeah. that kind of accountability has to be there day in and day out. Yeah, and it works the other way, too. And it's yeah. not like they don't know when they're not there. Right. Right. But when after that rep, you go, where were you? Right. Right. Like, right. that's 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 accountability. Right. Like, that's enough yep. for a professional athlete to just go, yeah, I got to be there. And, and for the record, it's not it, – it starts, like, in the weight room. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what during the off season, It starts when you're running sprints. It starts when you're – you know, really getting after it, and you're you're competing against one another, and you understand how important it is for me to focus on this workout and have a great workout. That's mm-hmm. accountability too. That's culture as well. Yeah, you know, and the coaches can help uh, with with culture and, and and what they demand of their players. You know, sure. if they demand physicality, then demand it, mm-hmm. and don't accept anything less. You know what I mean? If you yeah. demand something else, then fine, but. Uh, they can do it that way, but you're right. That locker room's got to be just a bunch of guys like-minded that want the same thing and are willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. And you get that, you got a monster. We, uh, we've had the opportunity on the show all week, as you would guess, to react to what Doug Peterson and Trent Balky had to say yeah. at the NFL Combine. They, you know, they spoke in four or five different places. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you have to – to some degree, combine all of it together to figure yeah. out how to feel about any of it. But stew. Uh, just in general for you, Tommy, after hearing from both of them, what did you take away from anything that you heard from either one? Injuries. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's the new word of the offseason. Yeah. Oh, no, we were injured, man. Come on. We had all these injuries. No, um, I'm being a little facetious, but they did say that quite a bit. Look, I, you know, look, I don't. I mean, you you want them to give us all their secrets, but they're not going to. You know, I don't I don't know how they can sit there and say, um, if we go back and we have the same five with Ezra left guard mm-hmm. that were 
You know, mm-hmm. when when Doug says, well, they only had one start together, it makes you think like, okay, they think that if we can get them back together, they'll be good or good enough. Sure. Now, the caveat is what? Okay, you got Cam. Now, forget the money because they're going to have to figure that out. But you got to expect Cam not to get suspended this year. <laughs> yeah. Right, so you get four more. It is what it is. He was available yeah. for eight games last year. That you you yeah. can't win with that. Yeah, there's no continuity. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. When healthy, I like Cam Robinson as my left tackle without a doubt. Okay, right. Um, so you would ex- what? It, what if? Let's just throw a hypothetical. What if Cam? And again, forget the money. Uh, you figure that out. What if Cam could give you fifteen of seventeen games? And they the the two that he misses aren't like at the end of the year going into the playoffs. It's during the middle, you know, whatever, like mm-hmm. sporadic. But he's there for you, fifteen games playing Cam Robinson style of football. Mm-hmm. And you have Anton as your you keep Anton as your right tackle. Now I believe nothing happens in the NFL without reason. When Trent Balky says in a press conference a few months ago, yeah, we think Anton can play left. Boom, mm-hmm. light bulb. Like they're they've already talked about it. So they're may, maybe they're thinking, Tone, well, if we can't get Cam worked out and he's not going to be held, well, we got our left tackle. Maybe we're not going to say that he's our left tackle, mm-hmm. but we know he can play left tackle, mm-hmm. right? I can't believe that they're going to sit there and say, um, and by the way, Scherf's another one. Like, you got to be healthy and physical. Yeah, I think his body worn down a lot. I don't want to talk for the guy. I know he's a, he's been a badass player. He's had a great career, but he didn't have his best year last year. Yeah, and the contract makes sense as one. If you're going to get out of contracts from a team perspective, Sheriffs yeah. is one that you look at and say, yeah, it makes yeah. sense for them to move on with the level of play. Right. Right, as you were just mentioning there at the end. it's Sheriff isn't the same player he was four years ago. No. Right? Or two. Right? Like it's and he it, that first he played through so much a lot. that first Tough year dude. here. Tough and dude. last year for whatever reason, look, I don't know if it's age, but it might be. Well, right? you have With to Sheriff. realize, man, and, and 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 I'm not a lineman, I just played linebacker, but you know, when when you get, you know, these little uh eh, it's probably not calling them injuries, but dings, and you get them in your elbow and you get them in your shoulder, and you know what, you you, you, you're, you're so – it hurts bad enough to where it weakens you. Mm-hmm. You don't have the punch. You don't have the drive. You don't have what you need. And as you get older, you get more and more dings, you know, throughout throughout the year. Now, from an overall perspective, if they go back with those five, I mm-hmm. think they're out of their mind. I, I mean, I just <laughs> – I mean, come on. we Didn't we learn our lesson last year? Wasn't this the message last year? 21 to 22 returning starters – we don't need much. We're bringing our own guys back. We're keeping our guys. Caleb Obviously, Chase on is fine as the three. Yeah. yeah. No, like, right. Like all that. Right. Yeah. But now I, I, you're, you're telling me that again about the offensive line. I don't know. Hopefully it's a smoke screen because they got to at least, at the very least, bring in a serious competition to win the starting job at, at the center and or guard positions, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, Coach Campo told me uh, yesterday on the horse's mouth, better guards can make your center better. I do believe with – I do agree with that. Sure. Um, I, look, I don't think Fortner's going anywhere. I think he's their guy. They like him because he can pull. We, you know, as fans, we watch, we're like, well, he gets pushed back too many times. He's not making blocks the way he's supposed to. 
whatever the case may be. But that is their pick. That is their draft pick. It is. And they're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that he can be the player that they think he can be. And I'm not and, – and look, they may be in their meetings going, look, we think he can be better. He's got to get stronger. We're going to focus on, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe meaner. I don't know, but we got to get it out of him in year three. I have said since the season ended and the crosshairs had been on Fortner for the last half of the season this year, but certainly from the fan base have, that's been the center of it, right? Like it's whatever the hurricane is in the fan base right now in Jacksonville, Fortner's in the middle of all that right now. They don't want him back, blah, blah, blah. The team keeps keeps expressing in different ways that they may not move on from Luke Fortner with Coach Peterson when he sat down with Frank after he had done the podium. When he sat down with Frank and, you know, was asked directly about Fortner and said, basically the noise outside the building got to him. What? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. He said he was bothered by what he was hearing from the media. Oh, come on. Right. That Fortner was bothered by. It's like, oh. Oh. Like that was in this whole process of everything that had been said about Fortner. It was the first time that in my head, after hearing Doug Peterson earlier say, yeah, the idea is we're going to bring in a vet, right, at center. Like he said it. It's like we're looking at, you know, maybe a vet at center. And then hearing him say that about Fortner, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, it was the first time in the yeah. whole process that I had one of these whoa. whoa moments because I've said from the time that it started, whatever they're saying about Fortner to this point doesn't matter. What yeah. they're saying does not matter. The yeah. only thing that's going to matter is what they do to push him. Yeah. Right? If they bring in somebody to take the job, that's them answering how they feel about yeah. Fortner I mean, being the center next year. If you sign a free agent center, he's your center. You would think? It ain't a competition. I mean, I don't know. Look, and I think Doug, if Doug's saying that, I mean, the the GM's got to be on the same page with that. The G, look, GMs have egos, man. That's their picks. They want them to work out. They're going to give Certainly. them every opportunity to to make that happen. And and uh, you know, and look, all due respect to the fans, don't most of them see those two or three plays that are highlighted on Twitter sure. or other social media where Luke Fortner's getting his ass kicked. We're all like, I saw. Every place like that. You yeah. know, now, I don't watch every snap. Do you? Of not, every game? I mean, I watch every snap, but do you study? I'm not and, watching Fortnite. You're watching Fortnite? Are you going yeah. back and watching how, like, I know yeah. there are games he struggles. I know there are games where the, almost all of them struggled for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, it, you're, what you were saying is absolutely correct. It all depends on what they do at that position. If they draft somebody, it depends where they draft them. They draft him high. They're hoping he takes him over. Absolutely. But there'll be a competition. The free agent, there won't be. It depends how what free agent. But if mm-hmm. they give a, a, a money deal to a free agent center, mm-hmm. he's your center. You would think. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, we'll see if they're willing to do that. At least yeah. Coach was willing to express that they are interested in bringing in a veteran center You know, yeah. over the course of the offseason. What exactly that means. It may mean top market. Yeah. Which, again, center top market is not the same as every other position right. on the offensive line. There's top only so market, many of them. Right, There's, as yeah. far as money. Right. Like, it just doesn't cost as much to get a center right. as it does to get a guard, especially a tackle. Like, yeah. it's it's a different kind of framework that you're talking yeah. about with those things. And, look, the Jags have to figure out what they're going to do yeah. with Josh Allen and Calvin Ridley and how much money 
there's going to be left after if they're able to get both those guys back in the building and what does the, do those deals look like yep. for both of those guys? How much money are they going to have to play with? Yeah. When it comes to free agency, we'll talk about that as we continue along. There was the report that came out over the weekend yeah. where the money had gone up $13 million higher than it was expected to be okay. in the cap. So every team got that extra $13 million. It's not yeah. like only Jacksonville got the $13 million, but Jacksonville did get the extra $13 million. And so what does that mean yeah, right. for deals with Josh Allen and Calvin Ridley and these yeah. other things going forward? We'll discuss that as we continue along. Tony yep. Smith, Tom McManus here with you. It is Jaguars today here on a Friday on 1010XL. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Tony Smith, Tom McManus here with you as we continue to react to day one of workouts out on the field at the Combine. As the defensive line was out there, certainly... Anywhere along that defensive line could be in play for the Jags, whether that be a guy that plays more edge. Look, they have three guys on the roster right now, and one of those three gave you nothing last year in Yasir Abdullah. The, right. But they got Josh Allen, they got Trayvon Walker, they got Yasir Abdullah. Right. So if they're going to look in that direction, it would make sense. Dempsey and I talked about that uh, quite a bit yesterday just from a value perspective there at number 17 and I think if they're going to take a guy who is an edge edge like an outside linebacker especially that they're giving you an indication of how much they anticipate playing Trayvon Walker inside right on pass rush situation downs like I think they're giving you that indication by making that pick but I think you look at it given the way the roster's currently built that it makes sense right for them to go that direction maybe it makes more sense for it to be a 3-4 end that they're looking at, or a nose tackle. Not that there's a bunch of those guys available in this draft, but there are a few. Yep. So yesterday, the defensive linemen working out, all that's interesting from a yep. Jaguars perspective. And some of those guys, Tommy, I mean, yep. whew, are you kidding? Jared great. Verse, who it, yep. he's been up and down on mock drafts that I've seen. Yeah, right. Like it's I've seen at times where he'll be top ten. I've seen at times where he's bottom, you know, eight picks of the round, and it's. I've always felt pretty good about Verse. Yep. His workout yesterday was outstanding. Yeah, no doubt. And it felt like it solidified to me. I wouldn't expect him to be available when the Jags are picking at 17. No, his uh, and his tape matches that, right? So that just solidifies how you feel about him as a player. That guy can get to the quarterback. There's no doubt. He's pretty physical against the run. And, look, you need more pass rushers on this team. Yeah. Chason's not it. Of course, Abdul, I don't think is it. He hasn't shown anything. So you do need to bring one in. I'm okay if you grab one in free agency, you know, like an Arden Key type that can come in and mm-hmm. and maybe you put Trayvon down. Uh, if you're going to do a 3-4, we'll see. We don't even know yet what the, the base is going to be. And to me, look, the base is what, 25% these 25%, days? 30%, something like yeah. that the rest of the time. They're in, uh, you know, nickel, dime, whatever, They're penny, playing four whatever down. they call. Yeah. Uh, so, but you do need more pass rushers. And if you could put Trayvon on a guard, knowing you had somebody outside of him that can really pressure from the outside, you're going to feel pretty good about that sign, uh, side of the defensive front. No doubt. Uh, the report came out to start the week, as we mentioned before the break there. The cap went up about $13 million higher than what it was expected to be. Right. We've heard Balky say what he had to say about – He's had meetings with Josh Allen and Calvin Ridley, yeah. right, in the last few weeks, including 
meetings this week while they're up at the combine with the, those players and their representation, right. right? As they're trying to work out deals with both of those guys, has any of what you heard this week had any impact on how likely it, that in combination with them having thirteen million more dollars, right. right? But has any of that had any impact on how likely you believe it is that both are back next year? I think they're both going to be back. I mean, Josh Allen's going to be back one way or the other. Hundred percent. I mean, they're not going to let him go. They're going to tag him, and then he's going to stick around. Uh, if that happens, uh, I'm not as confident because then it all comes down to what what Calvin Ridley wants, and I can't blame him for wanting as much money as someone's going to offer him. I hope he's here. I, I I'd hate the 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 thing that that burns me is it, it's a one and done if that's the case and and, it, and why let him warm up his career here mm-hmm. to let him go somewhere else and I I'm telling you he's gonna be that he, being look I was out of football for two seasons as a first year rookie which it's not the same thing you know what I mean but mm-hmm. it takes a little bit to knock the you haven't played ball in two like real ball like yeah. full padded full speed NFL level. You know, in two years, so yeah. that two seasons, so and it's I, not like he was a player that had no impact last year, despite knocking that rust right. off. He had great impact if you right. put it into that t- kind of context, yeah. right? So I, I, I think they're, you know, look at the end of the day, it's what it's. Hey, Cal, we want the second round. He, they say they don't care, but let's just <laughs> think that's not real. Um, you know, th- and again, they're they're not going to tell us everything, but no. just say uh, that's not. Hey, Cal. We're going to let free agency start, but you have our offer. You know, are you in or not? Like, I would want to know before it starts. Like, are you in? If I if I give you this con- mm-hmm. contract, no matter what else happens out there, are you going to be committed to the Jacksonville Jaguars? And mm-hmm. if I feel really good about that, you can't make them sign nothing. So there's nothing binding, right? No. But if Gentleman's you believe, agreement. Yeah. then you, you feel good about it. And then hopefully he says okay, and nobody throws him, you know, five million more a year yeah. to be their number one. Because right. you never know what, like you said, it goes up for the team. So how do you know Chicago doesn't say, hey man, we'll give you or somebody sure. else, man, we'll give you more than they'll give you. Sure. You and know? I, there are a lot of teams that are going to have a lot of money. Indianapolis has money coming out of their ears. Ridiculous right, amount of money this yeah. off season. Yeah. And Washington. I, I look at the way their roster is built and. From a Colts perspective, I think going after a Calvin Ridley would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like it would mean they'd be willing to pay two wide receivers top of the market value yeah. in the same offseason, but they can afford to do that. This year they can afford yeah. to do that with the cap space that they have. And they get Pittman yeah. and they get Calvin right. Ridley. And right. not only are they getting Calvin Ridley, they're taking them from Jacksonville. Right. Right? Like and I think that would be part of it yep. if Indianapolis was going to be in on it. Not that I've heard the Colts attached to Calvin Ridley a lot, a lot yeah. but I think Indianapolis is one that's got my ears up, how interested they would be. Yeah. I think Baltimore ought to be all kinds of interested. Oh, goodness. Can you imagine adding him if you right. kept Odell, too? Right. I mean, he could still run. And Calvin. Like, I yeah. think they ought to be all kinds of interested. I think Washington could be a, a, a fit. I think right. they, they might McLaurin. be. A, they do. Right. They, they're a fit, but they're not a very good team. No, right? right. So that may have some kind of impact on it. Like the Colts and the Ravens feel like teams back. that are, yeah, that are at least the Colts were right on the edge yep. of the playoffs no, last right. year. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I yeah. think those are more, it's like Carolina has enough money to spend that they could land a guy like Calvin Ridley. But yep. I do think Jacksonville making a competitive offer 
to Calvin Ridley, competitive offer may be enough if the bid is against Washington or Carolina. Right. I think a competitive Fair. offer against Indianapolis or Baltimore may yeah, not be tough, enough. Especially right? Baltimore. Like the, yeah. the, the how good the team is right. has an right. impact on it at that point yeah. in time. We were talking about trying to take a different angle on the Josh Allen deal yeah. yesterday with our question of the day. Okay. And oh, what yeah. we asked yeah. was Nick Bosa, who's the NFL's yep. highest paid okay, edge rusher. Yep. He's getting $34 million a season. Right. Right? The Jags, we were just asking, if you're bulky, yep. what kind of average annual compensation would you be willing to pay Josh yep. Allen on a long-term contract? And we put it at $35 million plus, basically asking, yep. are you willing to reset the market with Josh Allen's deal? Yep. To which he would say, yes, today. Of course. Right? If you made that offer. Yep. Would you be willing to put it right at where – Bosa is, we said 33 to 35, but say you're just paying him what Bosa's getting paid, yep. right? Or would it be less than 33 million? And, well, first, how would you answer that question? I, I, I think he should average 30. I would give okay. him a $150 million contract. I'd probably give him $100 million guaranteed and do it under five years and call it a day. And if he can't live with that, then and someone, you know, maybe he can get more. Look, I will say, you know how it is. Like, he get, hits the open market, which he won't because he'll tag him. No, yeah. But if he did, he probably would command Boza money. Sure. I mean, because everyone's, oh, he's a hot new thing. He's like, yeah, we'll overpay for him. We'll give him a little bit right. extra. We'll spread it out over the years. Like, it's not going to kill us. Right. You know, to do that, he's worth the gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I don't know. I... You know, when you say Boza, you say year after year after year of dominance. When you say T.J. Watt, you say year after year when he's healthy of dominance. When you say Miles Garrett, you say year after year of dominance. When you Mm -hmm. say Josh Allen, you don't say that. Yeah. Of dominance. Last year, yeah. Last year was a phenomenal year. And by the way, I'm all for paying him. Mm -hmm. And I hope he gets as much as he can get. Because I do believe that Josh Allen's uh, production is still on the rise. I think he's still. I think, and I, and I don't think the money's going to change him. I think it's going to light the fire even more mm-hmm. because I think he does care about being considered one of the best in the Never game. Never seen any sign that he does. You know, I really believe that. I've yeah. said that before. I, I think you're going to get even more out of Josh Allen when this is done. Uh, I still think you get a ton out of him if they tag him because he's a, he may not show up to the end. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him if he doesn't. No, yeah, because I know he'll be in shape and ready to go, but he'll come. Ready to play come twenty twenty four, regardless. So, I think. Look, um, I don't. I don't like playing with men's, you know, other people's money. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't reset it for him if mm-hmm. I'm the Jags. If I'm another team, would I pay extra for him? Depends on my needs and yeah. what he fits. If he's my number one guy, yeah. I don't, you know what I mean. Like if there's no sure. counter, you know, on the other side of the. Of, of the uh, formation on defense to help him rush and yeah. interior help. Yeah. No, I don't know if I'm and doing that. And the less than $33 million got basically 55% of the vote okay. yesterday. Yeah. And the $35 million plus reset the market got 6.5% when everything was said and done. And I've been anxious to ask this kind of question for a while now about Josh Allen because I hear so often – People, when we start talking about Josh Allen, just pay him. Give him what he wants. Just pay him. And it's like, what does that mean? Right. Right? Like, are you saying that you're willing to give him $38 million a year if that's what you go to him and he says, I want thirty-eight? Are you saying you're willing to do that? Because yeah. if you're not, then figure out what you're trying to say. I think 
95% of the fan base is interested in having Josh Allen back on a long-term deal. I think there's a small percentage of people that are still like, well, it was a contract year. Like, I think there's a small percentage of people that don't want to see them pay him at all. Can't do anything about that kind of thing, right? right? But if you're thinking about this from a get-the-deal-done perspective, if you're not willing to reset the market, right, right, and say that you're going to pay him above Bosa, if you made that offer, he'd sign it now. If you made an offer paying him with Bosa, he's likely to sign it now, right? Like that kind of offer, I think, would be enough to get Josh Allen to come to terms on that agreement now. If, and it's not irrational to have it at 30, right, right, in your head, or 28, or whatever that number is, and that's where you want the deal to land. If that's the direction you want to go with it, you're tagging him. Like you don't have any other option because unless you're willing to make the offer of making him the highest paid defensive end right now, Right, like unless you're willing to make that offer, that gets the deal done now. Not being right. willing to make that offer means you're willing to go through the tag, negotiate this, yeah. and land where you want it to yeah. land. Yeah. Ultimately, which would be with the long-term deal, yep. but would maybe not be the thirty-five million dollar a year deal, and it would mean to everyone who says the Jags are irresponsible and not having a long-term deal done with Josh Allen in this process right. yet. You don't really believe what you're saying if you're not one of the people who's willing to pay yeah. thirty five million a year. Well, he, look, and here's here's the thing it, it, with contracts like that. It's it's more about the guaranteed money, sure. right? So I just said a hundred million, hundred million guaranteed on hundred fifty over five years. That's at thirty. Mm-hmm. But what if it was two hundred million, but a hundred million guaranteed? Sure. It it looks at like it's forty million a year, but the guaranteed money hasn't changed. No. And then when you throw in guaranteed money, is it fully guaranteed? Is it injury guaranteed? Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like those things matter. Yeah. If you could fully guarantee him a hundred million, you could, <laughs> which would be fantastic. I yeah. mean, I, I don't want to speak for Josh, but you could say, you know what? Yeah, but it's overall it's two hundred million. But mm-hmm. guess what? Sometimes those last couple of years never happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why that guaranteed money yeah. is very important. Like back in the day when the guaranteed money, you know, it was more like it was backloaded. Yeah, we'll give you a big signing bonus, but you're not going to make much your first, right. second year. And then yeah. it becomes to a point where you better be producing at an extremely high level where we keep you at that number or we even negotiate that number or we get rid of you and erase that number mm-hmm. other than the dead money. You know what I mean? So Hell it yeah. does come down to – so we may see – like I said, what if they offered him a five-year deal worth two hundred million, half of it's guaranteed? That's forty million. We would say, well, they reset it, but in essence, it's twenty million because the guaranteed money is what mm-hmm. you're on the hook for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Until that next year happens, and then it goes to you know what I mean. Yeah. Doesn't count to the cap until it's that year. Yeah. So, and I do point it out every time it comes up, but I do think they're in. I don't think Josh Allen's representation is going to be willing to forego seeing what Daniil Hunter and Brian Burns' contract negotiations work out to be yeah. before agreeing to a deal unless you're willing to make that offer. Yeah. Right? That, that you know, that $35 million a year. If you're willing to make that offer, I think he'd sign it now without much trepidation. Yep. But if you're not willing to make that offer, I think that from his side, it doesn't make any sense to agree to any deal until you see what happens with Hunter and Burns. Because I do believe that the three deals that are most informative as to what Josh Allen's negotiation should be are the Bosa deal because it reset the market. But there's a $6 million gap between him and Watt 
I don't think Bosa is six million dollars a year better well, than Watt. I don't think right. he's better than Miles Garrett at all. Right. right when everything is said and done, but they already got their deals done a while ago. Bosa yeah. got to do that this year, right. and it's that Sweat got to do his deal this year. Right. It's like those things are the things that inform yeah. what's going to happen with Josh Allen. Not well, T.J. Watt's only getting twenty-eight. We can't pay him more than T.J. Watt. No. That's not the thing. Bosa's getting thirty-four. That's the thing. If TJ wanted a new contract, he'd reset the market today. And he's got two years so left on the deal Garrett. he's got now. And yeah, Miles yeah. Garrett has a couple years left yeah. on his. But like, if they did. Those like guys they, are going to redo yeah. those deals at some point, yeah, like and they're going to reset it. <laughs> like when they do it, they're going to reset the market yeah, totally. when those deals come around. So right. even looking at the Watt deal and saying, well, that's around where Josh should be, it's like it's no. not quite. From a, yeah. the negotiation side, from Allen's side, yeah. That's not how they're going to feel about it, right? Like, it's yeah. just – I mean, that, you just said reset the market type of guys. I don't feel like Josh Allen's a reset the market. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree I with you. he gets whatever he gets, but, but I, I wouldn't consider him that kind of player. But I would vote for I'm willing to make the $35 million a year offer to get it done now yeah. because then I can franchise tag Calvin Ridley. Right. Then I'm not having to play the game. Yeah. With how I'm going to hold on to both these guys, and I could write I that contract I however that. I yeah. want to sign it, yeah. 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 right? So I'm willing to make that offer to Josh Allen to get it done now. Right. Well, here's the deal: like Josh, uh, Josh, I don't deserve whatever. He's earned the long two. I want to see another 100%. year out of Calvin. Like I don't want to give Calvin like a three-year big money. One deal. or the other guy getting a franchise tag. Calvin makes more sense. I would rather have Calvin yeah. under the tag because then you're saying, okay, Cal, a you're going to make a ton of money this year, uh, but b you show us again and you even improve. I mean, sky's the limit for you. We'll redo it during the year. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, or at the, right at the end of the year, whatever. So I I agree with you there. And then if they could get that taken care of now you can really focus on what you need to focus on 100 percent. get that out of the way and take care of it yeah. so you know look again i'll never fault a player for wanting to get as much money as he can and just so you, uh, people you probably already know this or understand this like when you take a deal and you take less than your market value mm-hmm. and i know fans think that's fantastic guess what every other player at that position gets ticked off absolutely because you're killing the market value for the rest of yeah, you're negotiating like, for everybody. Right. Don't take my don't take it down. Yeah. Keep it up. Like keep it going. Like yeah. the, this is in and I I don't I've never been in that situation, right? As a player or ever like but I got to wonder if there's, you know, you got to hold some of the, even yeah. the agents. It's intuitive. The agents yeah. like if they take a lesser deal, guess what? They got to go answer to the other agents. They're like, "What the hell are you doing, man?" Yeah. He's not worth he's worth way more than 28 million. Yeah. You only got him 28? Yeah. Man, I and then he's got to field the calls. He only got you 28. You should fire him. Get rid of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's all that goes into all that stuff. Right. So. And if you're the team that got him for a few million less, good for you. Right. Right that he wanted to work that out. Tom Brady did it for years. Yeah. With New England. Took right. less than he probably could have gotten. Yeah. Well, from the Super Bowl rings trump everything. Well, they so. do. You know, <laughs> and Brady. it's not like the quarterback market got hurt by oh, right. Tom Brady not Correct. taking the absolute top of the market value yep. every time that he got the opportunity to. But it does have some impact on the other guys yeah, that are playing definitely. this position. Definitely. Everyone's negotiating off the Bosa deal yeah. right now. Yeah. Burns and Hunter, when they sign whatever deals they're going to sign, yeah. they're negotiating off the Bosa deal 
to I a saw large about degree. hundred twenty five a year. I'm like, man, he's worth way more than that, isn't he? I would think. I mean, I'm he's better than Sweat. I'm isn't paying him more sweat than Sweat. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm paying. Yeah. I'm willing to pay him significantly more than Sweat. Yeah. If I'm a team that's going to sign Daniel Hunter, though he is a little bit older, we'll yep. see how that whole thing plays out. And I do think it has a major impact on what happens with Josh Allen and whatever his yep. next deal is going to be. Tommy Mack here with us on Jaguars today. We'll continue to. Talk all things Jaguars. We had another question of the day this week that was in line with the trying to think about the Calvin Ridley deal in a little bit of a different way. Maybe we'll dive into that when we return. Tony Smith, Tom McManus, Dylan Denmark here with you on Jaguars today on 1010XL. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Tony Smith, Tom McManus here with you. I switched seats. I, you did. I, I saw the reason why, too. <laughs> That's a dangerous yeah. Where's OSHA, man? I thought I'm we were going to have to get an old lineman for the shelf. Let me tell you, that shelf almost came off the wall. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It dabbed me right in the, the head. Yes. Woo. All yeah. right. That's yeah. all right. I'm good. You had uh, pointed out the danger earlier today. I did. I'm like, yeah. you know, does anybody whack their head here? And then all of a sudden, we're talking. I lean back. Correct. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, you they call me meathead for yeah. a reason. It's all good. It's it's the all good. Good Lord gave me a big noggin, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, as the talk continues to come out of the combine, yep. Trent Balky making the rounds with everybody. I saw uh, Coach was on with the NFL Network coverage last night. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was up in the booth for a few minutes, and you know, it's it wasn't anything that jumped off the screen. Yeah. Right, that he had to say about the team at that point. But Cameron Wolf, who works for the NFL Network, yep. also had the opportunity to catch up with GM Trent Baalke and asked him about extensions for players currently here in Jacksonville. And yep. when Trent Baalke is going to mention extension and Trevor Lawrence in the same sentence, we're going to give you the opportunity to hear where things may stand with that. Yeah, we've started discussions, and as you know, those are going to be ongoing. You know, and again, none of this stuff happens overnight. You work diligently between the two parties to try to get something done. Both guys that, uh, you know, you want to keep good football players. That's the object. You want to draft good football players, you want to keep them. And the more players we get that we bring into the system under our tutelage and and maintain and keep in our system, the better we're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not that he said anything that I'm surprised by. Or wouldn't expect to be going on right now. But, again, when the GM is willing to answer a question about have negotiations begun with quarterback Trevor Lawrence, I would have expected that, yes, they have. But the GM confirming that, yes, they have. And, you know, the head coach being asked, do you have the right quarterback earlier this week? Yeah. Yeah. We got the right guy. And Balky emphasizing the same thing. Yeah. We got the right guy. And you – Cap off the week with, yeah, we're talking to him. We're yeah. talking to him and his representation about what an extension is going to look like. Well, I like it. I mean, the agent's job is to go explore. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, Trent, are we going to talk extension this year, next year? What are we talking? Right. I mean, look, whether you agree with it or not, Trevor Lawrence isn't going anywhere. He is Trent Balky's pick. And I like him. I'm just saying there is a political side to that because – you miss on if, 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 big if with a capital I and F out there for all you out there. Um, if he doesn't turn out to be 
the quarterback everyone thought he was going to be, not just our Jaguars, mm-hmm. everybody in the entire league. Yeah, that's a that's a miss, and we know what that what happens to an organization when that happens. That's not the case here. My point is, what I'm saying is, it's not like they're, you know, year four goes by, right? Now, if they don't redo his deal, but they pick up his option, right? Yeah, they're still not going to get rid. Of, they're still not looking for his replacement. No, he's their guy. He's always going to be their guy until he's not their guy. Yeah. They have him under control for the next three years. Yeah, with the option and the tag like those kind of things like he's not going anywhere anytime right. in the near future no, he's and nowhere. no uh, there was no. talk last offseason that you know like burrow like what happened in la right with herbert like yep. that they would get the deal done maybe this yeah. year i mean he's that got was, an argument for right. both those guys there I mean, was the conversation yeah. last year that that's where jackson would be with trevor lawrence yep. and because of the way the season went this year, he went into this year with the expectation that maybe he's competing in conversation for the MVP, yeah. right? Those were the expectations for Trevor Lawrence this season. He didn't meet that, right? Right. When everything is said and done, it is part of the interesting thing about the combine is you do get an idea of where the conversation around the team is yeah. nationally. Not that I put a whole lot of stock and what the national conversation is about yeah. the team, I don't think it means anything. They're not paying yeah. attention to all the minutia that we are, right, with what's going on with the football team. But you get that kind of overview of how people feel yep. about the Jacksonville Jaguars. And virtually every national pundit that I've seen this week when asked about Trevor Lawrence has said, well, he played hurt. Like, that's the first thing out of their mouth. Injuries. Right. Well, that word again. Right. Well, he played hurt. Yeah. And – They'll usually follow that up. Most of them followed it up with, I thought he was playing really well until he got hurt. You know? And so... If I may, uh, his New Orleans game was one of his best games. I'm with you. And that was the week after he hurt his knee. Uh, And it was the the build-up going into the Cincinnati game. Because, I and I've said this over and over, I felt like Trevor Lawrence was on that same kind of heater yep. that he had been at the end of the season before. Yep. Like, that's what it felt like to me yep. watching him is that they were about to get that again from Trevor Lawrence. And then all the injuries happen, yep. right? Like, it all piled up on him. The ankle hurt, I bet. Yeah, and then good. he misses a game with the shoulder, the shoulder and everything yeah. that goes to the yeah, concussion. at the end, yeah. Like, all of those things just kind of piled up. Yep. And I thought Coach Peterson was interesting. You know, this week saying, when asked about Trevor in the season that he had, and he said he was able to play through it, and he gets a lot of credit for playing through it, but there's an impact on not being able to practice. Oh, yeah. Right? And it it shows up on the field for these guys when when you're not having the opportunity to practice. And so he's a tough enough guy that he got himself on the field and ready to go on Sunday, but not being able to do Wednesday and Thursday and Friday – does have Hurts an impact you. when you're not totally. doing any of it. And yep. there were, you know, long stretches this season yep. where he's not doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. You know, the first time he's on the field with anybody that week is Sunday. And he's a good enough player that you're not sitting him down just because he didn't practice right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But it has an impact on the on-field product yeah. for Trevor Lawrence. I am still just as bullish on Trevor Lawrence as I ever have been. And the way the second half of this season went doesn't have any impact on that for me. Yeah. Well, look, I can't for I, whoever I, no, I, I believe in him too. I, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and I don't because his good is really good. 
It is. His good is outstanding good. It's been Some streaky. of it's ridiculously yeah. good. But the bad is bad, Tone. It is it is. You can't deny the bad no. of ball security, of interceptions, of field management, sometimes clock management. Yeah, the and game I'll management grant it, you know, stuff, yeah. You know, he's he's had a lot of starts. So look, I you just gotta hone him in is what you gotta do, right? Because you 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 sit there and you'll you'll and coaches do it too, and we do it as fans, we do it as watching the team. He'll make one of those ridiculous throws for a long completion or a nice touch on whatever you're like. That's what I'm talking about, right, right mm-hmm. there. That's if he could bottle that up and and make that happen on those throws, you know, whichever throw it is, more consistent, then he would be mm-hmm. that that guy without. And you would, you know, redo his deal. Now let me ask you this: talking yeah. about the deal. Uh huh. So you mentioned Herbert. You mentioned Burrow. Yep. Okay. Burrow's been injured, right? So I don't know if this is fair, but when healthy. Today, right now, I'm talking. Is Trevor closer to Herbert, or is he closer to Burrow? As a foot and as a National Football League quarterback today, I think. I think those two guys are close. Personally, um, I would say I mean, you're taking <clears throat> Herbert over Burrow. I would take Burrow over Herbert. Okay, and I would say that Trevor is closer to Herbert than he is Burrow. Okay, fair. But I, I think they're all close. Uh, they're not far off from yeah. each other. Don't get me wrong. I, I believe that, too. But I think Burrow would be the top guy out of the three today. Well, yeah. Well, today. it's the whole league right now at quarterback. The question that's asked is, can you beat Mahomes? Yeah. Right? Like, that's the quarterback question that's being asked right now in the league. And Burrow's the only guy yeah. where the answer is a pretty affirmative yeah. That guy can beat Mahomes. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of questions about all the other guys yeah. and their ability to do that yeah. with any kind of consistency. Maybe you beat them every now and then. Yeah. But the big question of quarterback, and it's it's kind of silly that we do that kind of stuff with that position. It's like, well, he's not defending Mahomes. Right. Right. Like, no, no. Why is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarterback to quarterback. But those Bengals teams, when yeah. Burrow has been healthy, they can beat them. Yeah. They've done it. Yeah, no doubt. You know, they've done it in the playoffs. No, right. You know, no, Burrow know. and Brady, those are the two names that have won playoff games against Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Well, he is the standard, that's for sure. Uh, look, if they redo his deal, I think it's fantastic for Trevor and his family. I think that'd be great, you know. and, and uh, I want him I'm here for forward. his whole career. Look, Doug says he can fix it. Doug says he can fix it, so I'm trusting in Doug. Like, again, it's a reset, and – I'm hoping for the best. You know, I, I'm more of a, I got to see it. I'm not just going to be eyeing, you know, pie in the sky, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I do believe in the the young man. I think he's everything we want at a quarterback. He's just got to hone some things in and be a little smarter with the football and a little smarter with decisions he makes. Other than that, he's he does. He, physically, he's got everything. So, yeah. And he's tough as nails, which that to me, that's yeah. one of the best, you know, attributes you got to have. I wouldn't be surprised if you're with me on something like this, Tommy, that I get frustrated with players going to the NFL and them talking about how to understand game situations. Like, they've been playing football their whole life. What do you mean, understand game situations? And then I think about it with Trevor Lawrence, and I go, well, he dominated all through high school, and he dominated all through college. Like, how many of those game situations that we're talking about has he really been in until he got here? Yeah. 
right? Like, I do think it's a little bit different with Trevor than it is most most of these guys. It doesn't make me any less frustrated that the end of that half happened the way that it happened and the throws in bounce. Like, that's still, I'm watching going, what are you doing? Right? Like, I, I know you're smarter than that. What are you doing? See, that to me, now that's a microcosm, okay? So you're not going to like blanket statement, but that to me, you shouldn't make that mistake in your third year. I'm with you. You should, that should be a first year mistake. Your third year, you should be whipping it into the end zone to the slant <laughs> behind the guy that's trying to get out of bounds. I'm with you. And that, take that, that moment does. It frustrates me with Trevor Lawrence, but I, right. I think but whatever lesson. He can't do it. No, whatever lesson didn't. needs to be yeah. learned, unfortunately, had to be learned in the moment yeah. for Trevor. Yeah. I don't, I, it bothers me that it needs to be, but right. it apparently did. Look, and this is for all quarterbacks, but it's, look, and Trevor, too. Look, if, if you, uh, the drops, the ones that shouldn't have been dropped. Mm-hmm. Take half. He had a much better year. Yeah. Well, if Calvin Ridley caught half his drops, there wouldn't be anybody saying, is he really a one? Right? right. Like no, I, I right, think right, that right, answer right. would have been yeah. definitively yes. Yeah. Calvin Ridley could still be that kind of guy. When yeah. we get back, we'll take a look at uh, some of the news from around the NFL as we go into the back half of the program here on a Friday edition of Jaguars Today on 1010XL. He's number 55. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Tony Smith, Tom McManus, Dylan Denmark here with you on Jaguars today. Mike Dempsey on assignment. He'll be back with us on Monday here on the show. Recovering from his festivities. Yeah. The Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, baby. That's right. Not sure how many claws he got into, but he got into some wine. I can promise you that. Oh, yeah. Uh, last yeah. night. There's a lot of wine out there, that's for sure. As he is wont to do. He and his beautiful bride having a good time last night. Yep. So he'll be back with us on Monday. We'll have the whole combine to react to by the time we're back yeah. in here on Monday, Tommy. Do want to get into some of the reactions we've seen across the draft landscape yeah. right after day one on the field for these guys yesterday I saw Chad Ryder who we talked to quite often yeah. uh, in the process leading up to the draft here on the show as a draft analyst he put up an article where he gave you an idea of some of the guys who helped their stock and maybe hurt it okay uh with what they did at the combine yesterday so it's going to be defensive linemen and linebackers those were the guys that were on the field yeah uh, with the corners and secondary pieces getting out there today on that side of the football, the stock up on his list. No surprise leading off that list, Braden Fisk. Yeah. The Florida State defensive tackle. Phenomenal. Who, uh, the questions are going to be about, you know, how much he can handle the contact, right? In yeah. the NFL, he's a smaller guy for a defensive Ish. tackle. Yeah. But, but he's big enough, and he's certainly athletic enough to yeah. do whatever you want to ask him to do uh, at the NFL level. But the – Hand fighting and those kind of things, which were the big question marks for Braden Fisk, uh, not going to get answered at the combine, right? Necessarily, that's going to be the tape is going to tell you the story on that. But I think the athletic testing for Fisk yeah. certainly going to help his draft stock because he wasn't talked about being that type of guy a month and a half ago, yeah. And it has shown up at the Senior Bowl and then again at the combine yesterday. You know, it's funny when you watch Florida State's. He was kind of like the unsung hero, you know, like he he made plays, but there were so many stars on that defense, like versus you'd be like, you know, you'd see him be like, wow, the 
Another yeah. play by that guy. Another play by that guy. So what he did at the combine just solidified that he's a baller. And he is, look, he's 290. You know, it's not like he's 260 playing defensive tackle. No. Um, but he is 6'4", 6'3", and 5'8". That's basically 6'4". Um, his motor's ridiculous. He's yes, got, it is. And again, if he, can, if he can move his hips good enough to get around those big guys, then you take him. Now, I'm not taking him. You know, as high as we have at seventeen, but well, it'll be day two. Uh, he'll be he'll be in that second round. I bet he yeah. definitely helped his his status. Um, how about that kid that run, the running or the linebacker that ran like a four four <laughs> the NC State kid? Yeah. By the way, didn't know anything about him. I should have. He was like ACC Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, Bednarik Award winner, Butkus Award winner. Ran a four four two or something like that. Holy moly. Yeah, that's that's Peyton, flying. Uh, what is it, Wilson? Mm-hmm. His name? Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, along, among, among the other guys <laughs> who impressed, Jalex Hunt, the Houston Christian University edge player. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ryder said that probably sticked his claim to be a day two okay. selection with how he tested yesterday. Byron Murphy, the Texas defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. Impressive. The yeah. guy that can move the way he moves. Every year yeah. when we get to the combine and these defensive interior linemen yeah. that are talked about as first-round pick, like you just watch them next to the other guys playing their position, yeah. you're like, how does this happen? Yeah, and by the way, his teammate who weighed in at 366. Yeah. Now, you, if you, you, you're going to go today and you're going to look at the times and you're like, oh, I ran a 527. Yeah. Sweat. Just yeah. go watch him run the 527. He don't look like he's running a five two seven. That is a massive yeah. human being getting down the field, man. And again, I don't care how fast my forty yard time is for a guy that's that big. I yeah. want to see quickness. I want to see athleticism. But you're right. The other guy, he what he run under four nine yeah. at his size, which is is really yeah. good. Four so eight seven. They helped themselves at, out big at two ninety seven. Ran a four eight seven. That's phenomenal. Holy cow! Yeah. Uh, Tavondre Sweat, as you just mentioned, the other Texas defensive tackle, also mentioned as a guy who impressed. Look, he didn't. They didn't weigh him at the Senior Bowl. He was waiting until the combine to do any of that. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, what's it going to be? How big is he? It's like, yeah. well, he's basically what he was in college. Yeah. Right? Like, the college number is basically what the number wound up being yeah. for Tavondre Sweat. But it was a big deal uh, for him to measure in. Chop Robinson, yeah. not a surprise yeah. that athletically he's through the roof. Yeah. Right? It's all the other question marks about him. Again, it's hard to answer all those things at an event like the NFL Combine. Yeah. But – the athleticism certainly showed up without it. With everything that Chop Robinson was doing uh, at the and combine, he looks smooth. You know, he's got some smooth movement out there, so it's not like it. it four it four eight like at two fifty four, and moving around like yeah. he's got the dip. You know, he looks like he uh, he can make some plays. Yeah. Also mentioned Dallas Turner oh, yeah. as a player that impressed oh, yeah. the edge coming out of Alabama. As far as stock down players, and again linebacker, not so much in consideration for the Jags, I wouldn't think, but it's always more consideration you than never I think. Know around here. All right, uh, Tommy Eichenberg, Ohio State linebacker, he said didn't help himself. Jerzon Newton, the Illinois defensive tackle. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently not a great day for him. Darius Robinson, the Missouri edge. Yep. Uh, also uh, just not a great day. Uh, Braylon Trice, the Washington edge, and it's interesting reading the write-up here that he has on him. Listed at 274 on the Washington website, 6'3 and a half. Edge rusher, weighed 245. Oh, jeez. Right. He 
he was 30 pounds lighter basically than he was when Whoa. he weighed at at Washington uh had average size yep. <clears throat> beyond that his 40 time 472 not Ooh. great for a guy no, not at a, 245 so he could play linebacker yeah maybe you know what i mean i mean that 47's okay you know, for a backer in today's game, you want—I mean, you want faster. Don't get me wrong; you'd like a four-six, sure. four-five, but you know, it all. Look again. There's track speed. There's football field speed. You know, um, when the pads come on, sometimes that speed evaporates. Sure. You know what I mean? You're, you're not as impressive. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's true. You know, and then look, and again, you go. It, it, it's always about the transition. Do they have? Physically, mentally, emotionally, the makeup to yeah. make the transition. Every position, and and look, it's it's you don't know till they get there. Yeah, right. You you don't know. Um, you you could have your first day be a really bad day and get overwhelmed by the size and the speed, and it could hurt you for a while. Like your yeah. your confidence goes to crap. You and know, you, you're not the same like you were in college. It does feel like someone who struggles with the testing as much as he seemed to yesterday. He's going to Washington, yeah. right? So he's going to be at one of the places where they are going to have the GPS data on yeah, exactly how sure. fast he actually plays football. Right, right. right? Good like point. teams may not be freaked out about it as much because they have information that the public yeah. in general doesn't have, but yep. it benefits him more to have that, mm-hmm. right? Like some players, it, it might hurt, but when you're not testing well athletically, and they're still coming into the process. People are talking about you as a day two pick, right? Right. Then there's something there, yeah. right, on tape that says day two when everyone's looking at it. So yeah. maybe the athletic numbers from whatever that data is keeps them in that conversation. But the actual on-field testing yesterday right. certainly didn't help them with it. Let's uh, take a quick look around the National Football League. Now, gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Houston offensive tackle Laramie Tunsil had a cleanup procedure done on his knee. Not expected to keep him sidelined for any extended period of time. Adam Schefter reported on Thursday that a source has told him that the Minnesota Vikings are releasing running back Alexander Madison. Madison will be joining an already crowded group of free agent running backs. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, and others. Scheduled to be free agents when it opens up. Madison added to that list now. I don't know if you put them on that list, but A-list, the free agent running backs. The league revealed on Thursday that they have tested a system to measure first downs electronically. That could mean the end of the chain gang, running out to measure for a first down the same way that your grandparents did it. Uh, League owners will be presented with information about how the testing of the system went as they consider the new system, which could also be used to assist in sideline, goal line, inline plays yep. if it does get installed. And the Kansas City Chiefs announced plans for an $800 million renovation at Arrowhead, which is currently the third oldest stadium in the league. But the renovation would not begin until after they host games for the 2026 World Cup and are expected to take about four years to complete whenever they wow. get around to getting down to business there uh, to renovate the stadium. Uh, I've been to Arrowhead once, yep. and I'll say after being there, it was cool to be there. Like oh, the, yeah. the atmosphere yeah, around it is neat, yeah. right? The the tailgating is cool. Like the, the setup they have. is cool inside the yeah, stadium. The, tail, the experience they have for that is well set up. Yep. The stadium felt old. 
Oh, yeah. Like, everything about it felt yeah. old. It's like Coliseum. Yeah. 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 Which is, uh, I don't hate that. No, not at all. Right? Like, I love that there's still those kind of places around the league. Yeah. Right? That still have yeah. that kind of, that oh, there yeah. is some history, yeah. right, in that building. And the farther away we get from those things, it is, you know, as a fan of the game, it is a yeah. little bit sad to see. Like, I don't. I don't want to see Soldier Field ever completely go away. No, definitely not. You know? No, and it was weird when they did their renovations. Yeah. It didn't feel like the same uh, type thing. But, hey, you know what? Uh, better to spend $800 million on a renovation than $2.5 billion <laughs> on a brand-new stadium. So you're saving $1.7 or so billion dollars yeah, there, I if guess. if you can figure out a way to do it. Yeah. We'll get to the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day, our answers as well as yours. When we return, asking, assuming the starting five offensive linemen to be Cam Robinson, Ezra Cleveland, Luke Fortner, Brandon Sheriff, and Anton Harrison, how many new starting offensive linemen do you expect the Jags to have in 2024? 0-1-2-3-5. We'll get into that when we return and put a bow on this Friday edition of Jaguars Today on 1010XL. You're Mackin' with Tom McManus, brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, a better way to a better window on 1010XL. Tony Smith, Tom McManus here with you as we are just about done for the week here on Jaguars Today. Yeah. We'll have our uh, Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day today. Asking, assuming last year's starting five to be, as Coach Peterson seemed to indicate when he said, we only had our five on the field for one game. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's the starting five, right? Uh, to be Cam Robinson, Ezra Cleveland, who they traded for, yep. Luke Fortner, Brandon Sheriff, and Anton Harrison. How many new starting offensive linemen do you expect the Jaguars to have in 2024? And I use the, yeah. the word expect as opposed to want. Because I think fans might say five if we if yeah. we said one. I'm kidding. They wouldn't want to replace Anton yeah. Harrison. No. Right? But no, they might say four. Like, get yeah. rid of all of them outside of Anton if the fans Good. had their way with this. But how many do you expect them to replace? And, yeah. you know, uh, Trent Baalke had to say what he had to say. Doug Peterson had to say what he had to say yeah. this week. And you can react to what they said by saying, well, they're not going to replace any of them. Like, I think there is a portion of the fan base that walked away from it saying they're not going to replace any of them. I didn't feel that way even after hearing what they had to say. But, you know, people – Let me ask you this. Does the O-line last year get the injury excuse too? Because if they were all healthy – Coach mentioned it. Well, I'm just asking us. Would would they have played – would they have been better? Would have Fortner played better if Cam Robinson was healthy? <laughs> would Sheriff played better if left guard was more? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, look, injuries are part of the, it. I'm not saying they don't have value, but at the same time, I mean, you could you could say, well, other teams have injuries. What what if we just played better? We'd be a better team. True. What if we completed more passes? What if we, uh, I don't know, stopped the other offense? What if scoring we, so many points? What if we didn't have to wait till year two to find out if Cooper Hodges can play? Right. Uh, no. Right. Right. <laughs> Those things are all what ifs. But right. Um. It it played out the, the way. Team. Right. It played out the way it played out. They yeah. dealt with the injuries they dealt with. Yeah. They have the players coming back. Maybe that they have coming back. Yeah. They at least indicate and 
you know, most of the reaction to the way the Cam Robinson question was answered yep. this week made people feel more confident that he's coming back. I, you know, we talked about it before the show today. I, if you're a coach or a GM going to a podium at the NFL Combine, I honestly feel like your job is say nothing. Yeah. Don't lie. Like, I, I think well, that's your job. We'll so, yep. any reaction to the Cam Robinson, well, now I'm sure he's coming back. I don't feel that the where Cam is on the whole thing, I don't think it's changed all that much. I think you say what you say yep. when you're up there, and then whatever the contract negotiations would have to be to get him back, yeah. if that doesn't go through the way you think they're going to go through, he'll be gone. Right. Wanting him back and him being back could be two different things. Very. Yeah, we want him back. We want him back at the right number. We want him back at whatever, you know. Uh, here's the thing. What if, what if Tony, and we'll know more Monday probably after watching everybody work out, but mm -hmm. what if at 17 there's a right tackle there that you got to have? Let's do it. And you move Anton to left, and then you just cut Cam. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that could be – I want to – look – I'd want a healthy cam back for another year. Mm. Not, I'm not playing money. I'm just How? saying for a for from a, a player perspective, I do think he can play the game at a high enough level to protect your QB. And I do think he a he the the tenacity he brings is what is definitely needed on this offensive line. Uh, so if they can work out the money, and he can stay healthy, which is looking into the crystal ball. Mm -hmm. I do want a healthy Cam Robinson back at left tackle. I'm okay with that okay. if Anton's right tackle for another year. Okay. I Well, I'm okay with Anton playing either side. Me too. And Balky said he right. can play left, so there, there's right. meaning there. And I'm okay, me, I'm okay if Walker Little is the opening week left tackle. I'm fine with that because – I personally don't think there's some big gap between Walker Little and Cam Robinson. I think they're really close to one another as players as left tackles, right? I don't think Walker Little is a right tackle. I think that's what the competition two years ago showed us. He's not really a right tackle. Can I so just I say something? Absolutely. If they believe that, Cam wouldn't be here and Walker Little would have been our left tackle. I don't disagree. I don't think they believe that. I, I don't. Disagree. Or they would. They I would've. think the price tag may finally be at a point where right. they move on from Cam Robinson because it's just look, yeah, we like Cam a little bit more than we like Walker Little, but we don't like him eighteen million dollars oh, right. more, yeah. right? Like I, I think they may finally be at that inflection point yep. with the decision to be made. There are options on the poll were zero, one, two, oh, three yeah. to five. Yeah, right. Two got the most votes at almost sixty-one percent. Yeah. One got second highest vote, uh, twenty percent. Then three to five, at fourteen point six zero. Uh, so the at least the fan base is wise enough to know that they're going to replace somebody yep. on the offensive line this offseason. Got four point six percent of the vote. So let's go position by position. You've you made it sound right there like you expect Cam Robinson to be back as the left tackle. With the right number, though, it depends. I'm with you. Yeah. I'll say this, too, if I can add. If he's if Cam's not our left tackle, I think Anton's the left tackle. I and think they'll make that So move. then you go out and get a right tackle? Yeah, probably. Okay. And then have like, I just Walker's look at the, my swing. Like, the Walker thing to me is he's a much better left tackle than he is a right tackle. I agree with that. And Anton is a good right tackle. I think if those are the two best options you have at the tackle spot, yeah. I think your best options for playing them 
is Walker at left and Anton at right, if that's the way the roster shakes out. If, yeah, if you don't have any additions. Right. Yeah. So, But Cam Robinson, it sounds like you expect him to be back. Ezra Cleveland, do you expect them to re-sign him? Yeah. Okay, so that's two that's coming back. Luke Fortner, does he get replaced? Um, I don't think they're going to sign a free agent center, so no. No. Okay. Uh, Brandon Sheriff. I think he's going to be gone. All right, that's one. And Anton Harrison. Yeah, no, he's my no. Guy. so one. Yeah. One with now, the possibility, what does the contract look like for Cam? One with the possibility that Anton may be my left and there may, new, may be a new right tackle right. on the team. So one and a half. One for and Tom, <laughs> 1.5. For Tom yeah. McManus. Yeah. I, I'm torn between what I expect and what I want. Well, that's different. Yeah. Right. I mean, with yeah. the Cam right. Robinson thing. Because I'm with you. I think Sheriff is not going to be. Uh, one of the starting guards for him this yeah. year. I, huh, I would vote one, thinking that Sheriff is the one that gets replaced. I'm with you, yeah. and that they're more confident in Cam Robinson than I am. Yeah, right. Like that's the way it feels. And as I've said every time we've had the Cam Robinson conversation, when they yep. used the franchise tag on him the second time and signed him to the extension, when they yep. did all that, I was like, time to move on, guys. Time to move on. Yeah, I guess it's time to move on. Is yeah. it time to move on yet yeah. from Cam Robinson? I feel like every time the Cam question has come up, I've been yeah. ready to move on, and the team has made it very clear they're not ready to move on from right. Cam Robinson left. So while I am ready to move on, I'm with you. I think eventually it's going to play out with Cam Robinson winding up as the left tackle. Yeah. What if, throw a little caveat tone, mm. Cooper Hodges can play center. <laughs> Like, you know, they let Barch walk out the door without giving him a shot at center. Maybe they, they learned their lesson. They're like, you know what? Maybe be. Cooper Hodges could play center. I think the fans would just say, as long as the name's not Fortner, they're okay with whoever it is. That kid's athletic. I don't know I'm if he can you. play center, but he's athletic and he's physical and he gets after it. So, maybe. That, that winds up playing that be center interesting. for this football team. That would be interesting. I think so. Let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. We go out to the players' grill in Mandarin. Matt Hayes, what's going on this morning, bud? Hey, Tony, what's going on? What's going on, Tommy? What's up, my man? How are you? We're doing good out here, man. We are uh, set to talk, you know, Jags and Jags and college football <laughs> more jags and college football we might talk a little uh, college basketball as well but we're, we're, we're going to get into a lot of things including this crazy college football uh the way they're trying to figure out this new 14 team playoff and how they get qualifiers and how many qualifiers for the power conferences and there's a lot going on i think they ought to just make it a 30 team playoff and yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's a adding. very fluid situation. Just let's keep put it adding. That way. You know, it's unfair to leave anybody out, Matt. It's just, it's yeah. just terribly unfair. But the th- I mean, the thing is, though, is they all these guys like they're talking right now. All these conference commissioners, they all know that the SEC and the Big Ten at the end of the day could just say, well, "We're going to take our ball and go home." Yeah, and Absolutely. then that ends yeah. it. So, totally. at the end of the day, they're going to get what they want, and, yep. and people, people are just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, they already wrecked the Pac-12. They. Yeah. If at least they don't care right, about it. But right. that process. Are they sitting at that table, Tony, going, don't make us wreck your conference too? Right. Yeah, right. Well, they could, and it might be serious. <laughs> They've done it, right, with yeah. one of the major conferences out there. How would you answer the question we were asking today, Matt, with the 
assuming last year's starting five to be Cam Robinson, Ezra Cleveland, Luke Fortner, Brandon Sheriff, Anton Harrison, how many new starting offensive linemen do you expect the Jags to have in 2024? From the way they were talking at the combine, Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke, um, again, it could be a smokescreen. They sounded to me like they are doubling down on this line. <laughs> so if that's the case, I don't think there's any new starters, which to me would be shocking. Shocking because uh, that yeah. middle three, they need some attitude and some nastiness on that offensive line. And I, I don't I just don't see it. No, I'm with you. What do you got coming up today on primetime? Just football. Football, man. Jags college football. We'll talk a little college basketball as well. We will have our coach in as well. It's always good to have Dave mm-hmm. Campbell. Oh yeah. No doubt. All right. We'll uh send the people out there to the players grill and mandarin to say hello. Have a good show. All right, thanks guys. All right. Uh, there Beauty. goes Matt Hates. Uh, Joe Coward, Mia's up in Indianapolis, maybe on the man, way back. She's today. hustling up there, yeah. man. I uh, saw uh, Marcel Robinson last night at the event. I'm like, were you in Indy? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, man, they're yep. working hard. That's for Leon, sure. Leon, seriously, the whole crew getting ready for XL yep. Primetime coming up next. What do you got going on this weekend, Tommy? Well, let's see. I got a business lunch after this, which I always love Friday mm. business lunches. They <laughs> normally mean some kind of beverage and some good food, so no do that. Got a chiropractor appointment today. Can't wait. The next one, give me a little issue. So Is that why snap, you're knocking your head pop. around in the studio? That might have helped. Maybe that helped knock it back into place. <laughs> like I said, Mom, solo for the most part. My oldest, of course, she's still uh, here in town, so we're going to spend some time later on. and. Mm-hmm. Got to do some stuff around the house, totally chill out. Hopefully the weather's not terrible, but, uh, you know, I'll make it work one way or the other. Yeah, it's supposed to be rainy this weekend. Yeah, I think so. On and off, like hey, basically all fight weekend. through the rain. Yeah, no doubt. It's just rain. It's good for the trees, man. That's right. Like, <laughs> it's good for the environment, <laughs> like, just, That's right. The grass grows. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. No, right? we like our grass growing. A little bit nice of rain. And green. You got anything going on this weekend, Dylan? Got a golf tournament tomorrow morning, so uh, oh. let the rain be after oh, uh, nice. one o'clock, and I'll be tournament? good. Tournament? What is it? Golf tournament? Yeah, it's a it's a f- fundraiser for the baseball team. Okay. Oh wait, so. I forgot. I am doing something Sunday afternoon oh. uh, for, with the Jags. I'm helping on a uh, help coach uh, or help run drills for a uh, I think it's a seven on seven flag football thing down at the uh, awesome. At the uh, behind the dailies place, whatever they call that now, you know the open air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So me and bees and a few other guys are going to be coaches down there. So. Well, that'll, that'll be, be fun. fun. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I got um, Vandy baseball, oh, which wow. is pretty much what I do on the weekends <laughs> uh, now. And that's something else. Right not a there. whole lot else. That's no, right. it yeah. is what it is, Tommy. Yeah. Like I, I'm, you're, I, you're I like am my a, brother Bob. You can watch baseball on TV all day long. Like, I, I just, I'm like absolutely can, and I am a Vanderbilt fan, and it's yep. the only program, athletic program at the university that they're really good in. They're, you know, top five in the country. Yeah, they are. Uh, Basically, every year right now, we will whoop your butt in baseball and women's bowling. Those are the two biggest we got going at uh, Vanderbilt right now. But I will, you know, it's not that I'm locked in just because it's on. But if it's on, I'll be watching if I'm home. The bowling, too? Yeah, for the championship. All right. It'll be on ESPN you know, remember when the PBA used to be so huge on yeah. Saturdays? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Like I'm not watching Earl the, Anthony, the regular meets or anything. You yeah, know, right. But if they're playing for a national championship, yeah, I'll yeah. watch. Bowling's cool. Going. I like bowling. Yeah, I do. See yeah. what's going on. But obviously, I'll be watching the NFL Combine, and yeah. we'll be reacting to all of that when we get back here on Monday. So for Mike Dempsey on assignment, he'll be back with us. 
on Monday. For Tom McManus, for Dylan Denmark, I'm Tony Smith. We'll rejoin you on Monday. XL Prime Time coming up next on 1010XL.